0: So, yeah, my blogging experience, it's totally different, Mm. uh, like, compared to you. Because the first blog I started, there was just one post. And the second blog started because I was working and uh, it was pretty monotonous. HR job is, like, pretty monotonous. And, yeah, going through a breakup, you know, at that time. And I had to, like, get out, uh, get all the feelings out. So, that's when the WordPress blog came out. And, yeah, it was uh, basically a place where I can rant. writers would be able to relate to this we all have this first blog which would be there somewhere on the internet and uh, you would be pretty reluctant to share it with others don't we yeah it will have all
1: your old embarrassing posts that you have uh, post many many years back i remember my first blog was a wordpress blog uh, in fact the way i named it was very funny because uh, You know, we play guitar, I play a little bit, you play much better than me. Um, So, we use something called a pick to play guitar and actually it is called plectrum, right? I got the spelling of (laughs) plectrum wrong and I called it plectrum dot wordpress dot com so that was my <laughs> first blog okay actually i <laughs> thought
0: uh you didn't write plectrum uh because uh, i think it was already taken it was also. already taken yeah i yeah. later
1: checked it when i realized my mistake but it was already taken okay okay okay
0: <laughs> so that was
1: my first blog i don't remember what i posted there first but i think the blog is still online
0: uh you can check it out you shouldn't yeah Oh, okay, I have this one question for you. You know how many uh, blog posts I put on my first ever blog?
1: Five. No. Fifty.
0: No, just one. <laughs> I was inspired to blog because of you and I started this blog named Based A- Base and Orange. Base Can you relate orange. to it? <laughs> I
1: think beca- base because you're a bassist
0: and yeah. orange because your amplifier was yes. an orange amp. <laughs> and, and I had put one orange <laughs> header and all that. And um, I wrote one post, I don't even remember what it was about. And then I forgot the password, everything. I stopped writing. And was it
1: on WordPress?
0: Yeah, it was on WordPress. So that should still be online, isn't it? No, uh, I went back like few years or uh, later and deleted, <laughs> deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have another embarrassing WordPress blog called Shankar Padmanabhan. Uh, yeah. I think uh, that is where you actually started writing seriously. Yes. I think
1: you put uh, maybe what, 10 yes, blog posts there? Yes, I...
0: Not... 10 more like around like 20 but i have migrated a few of them to my portfolio right now the medium one yeah so rambling joint so uh yeah it was my first proper blog i was very serious about it (laughs) but the thing was now when i go back and look at it i'm like oh my god these things are so embarrassing see that is how we progress
1: and in fact uh sean mccabe says one thing about uh you know putting out your work Hmm. so Initially, when we start, whether it be writing or lettering or drawing or something, we start sharing it online, right? Many years later, as we get better, when we go back and check these things, they might look embarrassing. But yeah. he says, just leave them there because that actually chronicles how you came. I mean, that actually shows the, shows how you know how your progress and how better you have become compared to uh, what you were many years that, back.
0: that's very true that's very true because uh whenever i i feel bad about like why am why am i a writer and uh, mm. it's not working out or something if i have some kind of thought like that i just go back to that blog and read the first post like a few posts then i'll realize okay i've come so far it's not that it, it's not that bad now yes. so yeah but uh that makes me think like uh, you we we do have a portfolio right now right the main blog in, on which uh, we write yes so uh, probably like maybe a f- five years or like six years later what will happen like when we like, come back and look at the old post will we be embarrassed about that too
1: i think there is no need to be embarrassed because whatever we write whatever we have written it was all the thoughts that came at that moment so I, I look at my old blog post as a, a kind of a journal, which really kind of let, lets me know what I was thinking at that moment. Hmm. Uh, because when I was in school, I remember I used to write uh, journals, hmm. uh, you know, I used to keep a diary, I used to write it religiously every day. But initially, it was like one page, two pages long. But later on, I got a little lazy and I used to just write everything in shorthand. But I used to maintain it. I maintained it for almost three years. Wow. Um, post which I got tired of it. And we were in the middle of moving to Delhi at that time. I burnt everything away. I don't know why I did that. but Probably
0: uh, I talk for some other time.
1: <laughs> probably. So that is where my writing uh, interest started. But that was not writing as such. It was just journaling.
0: More of a rant kind of thing. You yeah, like so... Talking about... I, I
1: think I started my... It was not a public blog. I think it was more of a... Um, Google had a service called uh, Blogspot.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, I I started a blog on Blogspot. Just kind of a journal. I don't think it was public also. Just writing things and all that stuff. It didn't last long because I got tired of it. That is... After that is when I started WordPress blog. In, in fact... One of the small inspiration for this was, uh, you remember the movie Social Network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what he does in the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything that he does, he's kind of <laughs> parallelly blogging yeah. along with that. So that was my thing. I thought I'll blog about things that I'm doing on a daily basis in terms of, you know, learning programming and all that stuff. But later I was interested in writing like maybe small stories or my yeah. experiences and the things that I'm reading or what not. So that is when I started this WordPress blog. It lasted for a few years, actually. In fact, I think it's, I started it in 2011. It pluck, pluck, pluck. Yeah, Plucktrum. Okay. I started it in 2011. It went on till 2014 or 15. 14, I guess, or 13. Where I migrated it to another uh, domain, the nyeelemento at com, which was my first, uh, you know, uh, blog called Nii Elemento. From where I migrated it to a known domain, which which is hosted now. Okay, okay yeah so that was i used wordpress because it's like very easy to use at, hmm. the, at that point there was no medium medium yeah, yeah, really yeah. medium right?
0: was that it's you know
1: so that is where started. i started blogging i used to post you know it was not regular once in you know uh, maybe couple of weeks or once in a month or something like that but i had that interest to posting my friends in fact i uh, had started a series of stories which was inspired yeah. from my college uh, experiences my friends used to give me regular feedback. They were very impressed uh, by the storyline. They used to encourage me, write comments, and all that stuff.
0: You should have continued, probably. Yeah, but that yeah.
1: motivation, I don't know, somehow didn't last. I have tried to revive it many times. You
0: know, <laughs> never
1: happened. Maybe someday, I don't know. Yeah. Um, after all this, when I, I think in 2015 is when I started my current blog, um, in which I post many different stuff. Uh, that is not on wordpress that is a little more technical we i use jekyll for that the same platform we use our podcast uh, website
0: you can ex- explain it to them if you want but i'll definitely not <laughs> and yeah
1: i can explain it it is more like a, a cms which uses markdown syntax so you have to create markdown files and yeah. you know put it into a folder and it kind of generates a static website there is no database involved hmm. that is the difference between wordpress and this one
0: <laughs> okay so, wordpress
1: has a database which makes it a little more bloated and slow hmm. this is more faster than that okay and I have another blog uh, com, which is my main domain where I post uh, mostly technical stuff which is like coding stuff and hmm. all that Okay. It both the blogs have not been updated in a long while because <laughs> hey,
0: you're not a writer so yes, I'm not a it's writer it's okay yeah. for you to like uh, take a step back again
1: but again not, that is when that we started started yeah. podcasting but I think podcasting and writing they go
0: hand in hand yeah, is yeah. What I same feel. because uh, we mostly talk about like the topics which comes from my side it's mostly about the things I write about yeah so yeah my blogging experience It's totally different, Mm. uh, like, compared to you. Because the first blog I started, there was just one post. And the second blog started because I was working and uh, it was pretty monotonous. HR job is, like, pretty monotonous. And, yeah, going through a breakup, you know, at that time. And I had to, like, get out, uh, get all the feelings out. So that's when the WordPress blog came out. And, yeah, it was uh, basically a place where I can rant. And I remember posting, like, once every two days. Or once every three days. It went f- went on for like a few months. Then suddenly I just lost interest and I stopped. Mm. And it was probably a year later I started Rambling Joint, which is my uh, portfolio now. So I post regularly every Mondays and Fridays. You can just go check it out. So that's my story.
1: I think this is the blog where you got really serious and you're, you know, um, maybe doing it in a more professional way. Uh, Yeah, having a schedule posting it posting regularly because blog is like a beast, right? You can feed it how much ever you want. Yeah, there's no set limit on how many posts you can post because I have seen blogs um, where people if you go to if you go to Seth Gordon's blog, Hmm. he posts every day. Wow. There are other bloggers like um, um, Leo Babota, one of my mm. favorite bloggers who uh, maintains Zen habits, which mm. is one of the most popular yeah, blogs yeah. on the internet. He's not a daily blogger. He blogs once in a week uh, kind of thing, but he has over 2 million followers. Wow. And one of my other favorite bloggers is Mark Manson. Mm. His posts are little, you know, out there on, in your face, but you know, I like the way he writes. Um, yeah. So...
0: Yeah, the thing when it comes to like posting daily, it, it just gets you saturated and yeah. even your readers will be like every day you get, uh, they, he's like the person is throwing content on you and yeah, even they'll get saturated. So yes. that's why I was like, I, I had an irregular schedule at first. But then I thought, you know, it will be better if I uh, schedule it and do it because it'll be easy for me to, like, uh, make time and uh, spare time to write uh, whatever I want for the blog. And, uh, yeah, when it comes to this part, uh, professionalism, you said professional, right? My current blog looks more professional. It, it's because uh, when I when I was writing on my WordPress blog, I never used any tools which were available online for mm. us to uh, write better. But, uh over time i came to know that there are like multiple tools which you can use to like uh, perfect your writing like better your writing and express it better and uh, even format what you're writing in a better way also uh, yeah so that's where it all started and the first tool i started using was grammarly mm-hmm. i think yes. even
1: you use it i think grammarly is a is a must have on your uh, you know uh, browser because it is not just a editor which corrects your grammar and all those mistakes. If you're using any websites, let's hmm. even say, even if you're using Twitter or uh, Facebook, if hmm. you're writing something... If you're
0: a, writing a, an email, yeah, if framing you're, an email. If you're
1: writing a post on Facebook also, if you have the Chrome extension installed, it will
0: actually validate uh, your writing. So yeah. that is a really, really helpful app to use grammarly. Yeah, and uh, they have a premium version which also lets you uh, clear all the advanced uh, issues and like check uh, plagiarism and like uh, it has options like different uh, writing styles, you can Mm. choose it and write accordingly. So Grammarly is an app which I use on a daily basis, Uh, doesn't matter where I'm writing. But yeah, it has a downside which is uh, you don't have an extension for mobiles or like... Yeah, phone devices and tablets but yeah when you're using when you're using a pc, PC or a laptop to write it's a must-have mm. because i i have not opted for the premium version of course i'm an indian so i have to <laughs> go accordingly and so uh, to uh, get the functions which uh, grammarly lacks i use hemingway app and uh, yeah Small tools plagiarism uh, site. So
1: even before I uh, came across Grammarly, I used to use Hemingway to write. Um, My earlier blog posts back from 2011 and 12, I I don't think I used to do too much of uh, editing. Like I used to just paste them into a Word document or uh, a Google you know, uh Google Word, Google document. Hmm. So that used to correct most of the spelling mistakes and grammar for ah, me. Ah word, word. Yeah, word. Yeah. So that I used to post it after that. But then um after a while I found this app called Hemingway I found this site called Hemingway. Uh wherein it even tells you how complex your sen- sentences yeah. are. It grades your yeah, writing. It grades your writing and it it actually forces you to Take out lot of unwanted uh, stuff from your uh, writing. Complicated words. Yeah, you you will just end up with just what is required. Yeah, maybe see it's not always that you need to cut short your sentence. Sometimes being expressive requires you to write you know little more elaborately. So I don't necessarily use it for that purpose. I use it mostly for uh, you know correcting the grammar and um, probably the mistaken words and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I basically use it to get to know what what grade uh, my writing is yeah. uh, because I like to uh, write on a, like uh, in between like 4 to 6th grade, uh, you mm. know, that grade. I don't want to go over that or like come under that, but sometimes it comes under that because I write like very simple in very simple language sometimes that happens too but like four to six is like something which i found uh pretty good yeah when it comes to the grading and it also like uh one of the main uses for this thing is like finding the adjectives adverbs everything so it actually helps me a lot when it com- uh, like uh, compared to grammarly i don't want to pay the premium so i use this thing
1: and uh, uh, yeah and i think uh Hemingway also has a standalone app, which is yeah, which yeah. comes for around nineteen dollars, I think. Huh. Right? Yeah, it's not necessary to purchase it to get the unlock the complete features. If you use the web version, you'll have everything. Just in case you feel like you want to work offline, then you can get the app. as Yeah, uh,
0: standard apps are okay, but uh, Grammarly Premium, the issue is, um, it's like a, a subscription-basis thing, yes. right? And uh, if you're going for the uh, discounted rates, it'll come around like uh, $60 or something. Not $60, $130 per year. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you have to pay uh, $11 every month, which okay. is not feasible for me. Anyway, yeah, yeah getting getting back to the... Tools. Uh, there is something called small SEO tools. Mm-hmm. They have like everything from grammar checking, uh, spell check, everything. And one of the tools they have integrated is plagiarism tester, right? A check plagiarism checker. So uh, that comes into use very much because when I am sending a file to my client or something, there shouldn't be any plagiarism involved, mm-hmm. even though you have not copied. Yeah. Even when you are writing everything from uh, from your head. Sometimes it happens because something just matches and uh, it'll pop up on the screen like uh, you have plagiarized this thing and all that. So, I don't want that to happen. So, uh, I use uh, this small SEO tools plagiarism checker.
1: So, that that that. might even be helpful in case you're writing copy for uh, websites. There are certain people who write copy for websites, right? Yeah, the content for websites. So, Google penalizes uh, plagiarized content. So... Mm. If your website has content that is already there in some other website, and you put it online, um, your search, your ranking on search results might take a hit because Google actually penalizes you for the yeah. uh, plagiarized it,
0: it also comes into use for people who are uh, into academic writing and they are in schools or colleges and want to do a lot of uh, you know academic writing so plagiarism is not tolerated there so you can use uh, this app to this website to check plagiarism right. and uh, clear everything out so uh, yeah so whenever i am uh, not close to my uh, the laptop or like PC. I, I use uh, the iPad to write, mm, just mm. frame the article or whatever. So, uh, yeah. And to transfer it to your computer, it's kind of difficult if you don't have uh, Mac- Microsoft OneDrive. And it actually provides a great service because you don't have to store it in your computer Mm -hmm. it stores in your cloud and you uh, it'll be like smaller size so you you don't have to worry about it so whenever i'm uh, working remotely or something i just use my ipad and write the article and use um, Microsoft OneDrive to like save the files. So that's another tool which comes very much in handy if you want to like store your files and everything online. You can use Google Drive too, but the thing is it's not integrated with Microsoft Word. Right. Because it's in, uh, because OneDrive is integrated with Word, you can easily just transfer your files uh, with this few clicks. This is especially when um, uh, you're not using a Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the next thing, uh, next tool I use is Celtex. It's a website and you have an app too for, uh, your mobile and tablet device. Uh, if you are into script writing, this is a must have tool. Mm-hmm. I know most people use Final Draft, which is another website or software which helps you like write scripts. But, uh, I got into script writing using Celtex. Because of that, I, I know most of the function which it gives so it is one of the apps i used to like script writing because uh, currently like uh, i used to get pro- projects uh, regarding commercials and all that for that you cannot frame and frame the content like an article mm-hmm. you have to format it properly and celtic and Celtex, it allows you to frame it properly. You get the proper format like the scene thing, then action, then you have characters and uh, the conversation which happens. Everything you can format it accordingly with just a click of the tab button. Right. So that's another tool I use uh, whenever I'm script writing.
1: Yeah, so um, I I think, um, you know, there are so many free tools available online. If you are thinking about maybe just writing for hobby or even thinking about making writing a profession as well. So um, even if you're thinking about professionally writing, the mo- f- one thing that you need is a portfolio of yourself where you just write articles yeah. and put it out for people to read around. Because this is not a profession where you can just claim that you have a writing experience. And if you have a personal blog, that is all the better.
0: Yeah. So the next it's the uh, next thing I use, it's not a tool, it's actually a website to get stock images. Mm-hmm. I there are like many websites where you can uh, get stock images for free, uh, royalty free images, but uh, Pixabay is the one I use the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you can find all kinds of images uh, which you search for. Just that, just because you mentioned royalty free images. Now, um, there's a bit of a
1: confusion there. Royalty free images does not always mean that it is free for us to use. Um there are certain websites like Shutterstock, which mm. also provides royalty-free uh, images. The only thing is, for it to become royalty-free, you have to pay them a fee, mm-hmm. right? So, what Pixabay and Pexels are providing are actually creative common images, which do not have any copyright as such. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, they're royalty-free for free. I mean, you don't have to pay anything, pay anything. To, for, for, for using them. They're... Uh, they are, uh, you know, they have a Creative Commons uh, license, which allows you to, sh- you know, use it, modify it for commercial purpose and everything uh, as such. But there are sites like Shutterstock, they provide royalty-free images only when you pay, pay the royalty there okay, okay, So okay. The moment you pay the royalty to them, you're free to use it right okay yeah like that. so that that's what that, okay, that, that's, that's a, a difference. difference
0: so yeah i use pixabay to get uh, free images mm. creative common images. yeah like?
1: you can yeah. just say that's free ima- images which can be used yeah. for uh, commercial purpose as well
0: yeah even pexels is there but i started using pixabay first so i have this soft corner in <laughs> for fact that website.
1: yeah the first one i actually used and one which became a little popular was uh, a website called unsplash
0: Ah yeah yeah so yeah, Unsplash yeah. is the one which
1: I use the f- f- for the first time I discovered Pe- uh, Pixabay later hmm. even I use Pixabay more than any other websites because I think they have little more collection than uh, both yeah, yeah, yeah
0: and it's easy to download you don't have to sign up there is no sign up yeah. and all that there. and yeah so and uh, one thing I found was that Pixabay and Pexels almost have the same even Unsplash images. I mean yeah.
1: they all share uh, co- images as Yeah yeah as such.
0: so uh But the issue is when you get a free image, it might not be like uh, the... uh,
1: Exactly matching the kind of content that you write.
0: Yeah, it might not be matching the content you are writing. So you have to, and even the resolution, you won't get the right resolution Mm -hmm. which you are looking for. So to make convert it into the right resolution, the tool I use is Canva. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, when you intru- you are the one who introduced me to Canva. But uh, when I started, at first I was like, you know, what is the use of this thing? I mm-hmm. was not able to understand. But over time, I've been using it for everything. Yeah. It's not just the blog post image; it's also for like, Instagram posting, Twitter, uh, header for uh, Facebook. Everything I use Canva. Right. It's one of the best, you know, uh, image manipulation tool picture manipulation Mm -hmm. tool if you say so yeah yeah so that's one tool i use a lot i i think even you might have something to say about Canva. yeah canva i i started using
1: canva for my blog images uh, and you know to post on social media it actually makes the process of designing very easy yeah if you're not an expert in maybe tools like photoshop inkscape and illustrator and stuff like that Canva is the tool for you, and most of the fun, most of the things are free. Uh, you know, unless you are picking up some of the paid uh, or, or uh, licensed items, you can create your graphics for free, really easily, and it looks really professional once you create the graphics. Also, uh, so Canva is an awesome tool. But what I use for resizing and you know um, cropping my images and maybe doing a little bit of color manipulation is a is a site called Pixlr. Pixlr, Pixlr has Smart. Pixlr okay. Express. So what I do is, if I if the um, especially for our uh, podcast website, if you look at the image, the image that we use, the featured image <laughs> that we use, it's uh, you know two fifty by two fifty. Hmm. So I download from Pixabay or wherever it is, or if we create a uh, image, I take it to uh, Pixlr sure. and then resize it and do whatever. Oh, yeah. It also you can also reduce the image size to a bit by hmm. selecting the quality. And then I run it through something called JPEG compressor and all that stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Canva on but Pix- the difference between Pixlr and Canva is Pixlr lets you only manipulate the existing image, whereas Canva is letting you create new designs you can edit, and yeah, create without even uh, knowing much of an Illustrator tools. It lets you create really professional looking uh, graphics.
0: You can check out my blog to like get to know more yeah. about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And just, just going back a minute to our uh, stock images part. Um, apart from these websites, there are other places where you can find mm. Google and Yahoo search. Mm. They have these advanced search, which lets you select creative, creative common images which can be if you are using it for commercial purpose you can select that as well so when you cl- select that you can find such images in uh, those websites as well yeah just I, just i am
0: too in. lazy to do that i think yeah uh, then yeah uh, one issue which came into my mind when i was using canva was that you can create logos but you have to pay the premium to get it done yes. so which uh, put me in kind of a predicament and uh, i came out with this uh, software called inkscape which mm. again you introduced me yeah. to it so uh there are like you know sometimes when you get an image it has a background which is not needed right you might just need the object which is there in that image and you just don't want to have any other things or mm. uh, like a logo you want it so uh what i do is i use inkscape to remove all the you know white spaces of uh uh, in the background or any other things and get only the thing which i require so it becomes easier for me to manipulate in canva like put the uh, put just the object there and i can change the background without worrying about the white space or like whatever background it has so inkscape is something i've been uh, using uh for probably a month now and it's very powerful yes when i think about it and i don't even know like five percent of how to use it but still I've been able to do a lot of things with it so yeah, Inkscape is a,
1: is a um, open source free version of uh, Adobe Illustrator actually yeah. it might not be as sophisticated as illustrated but I think even professionals can use Inkscape for their work there's actually a, a YouTube channel by a, a guy called Nick Saprito yeah yeah who is an expert in Inkscape? I, I actually I looked at his tutorials and I learned some mm-hmm. stuff for my blog last year. Some of my blog banners are you know images created using same
0: here. Stuff. I I learned the the you know uh, the beginner lessons everything mm-hmm. from his uh, YouTube channel only. Yeah. So it's something I've been using a lot these days. And uh, yeah, I think when you compare it to Adobe Ado- Adobe Illustrator, I think it's like you know Mac and then you have Linux, probably like that. <laughs> Yeah. So, these are the tools I
1: use. Yeah, these are mostly the tools that we use. I um, use, as I mentioned earlier, there's a a site called Compress JPEG to compress all these images. Hmm. So, as to reduce the, you know, uh, bandwidth when uh, image size so that, you know, it loads faster on your uh, mobile devices as well. Apart from this, for image hosting, uh, I use a site called uh, Cloudinary. Yeah yeah yeah. So Cloudinary gives you a, uh, I think it's around 5 GB of free storage. Hmm. Uh so you upload your image there and you just uh, you know link it on your blog. So basically you're saving bandwidth to your own servers. Uh, Cloudinary takes all the traffic.
0: Yeah, I have a question. So uh Cloudinary you can use it for WordPress too, right? You can use
1: for WordPress because yeah. WordPress has a limiter of, of around 2 GB for images uh-huh. I suppose. So what are you going to do once you're exhausting the quota? so you start creating account in these kind of sites um yeah so
0: yeah which uh, brings me to another question which is so how does it work in medium you don't have to upload anything right
1: medium you are hosting on their own servers yeah. right so uh, you don't have to they don't have the a web. limit also on how many wow. images you can upload wow. so yeah That's medium awesome. the biggest advantage of medium over wordpress as far as i see is They've really perfected the design element, and the way you, if you look at the fonts that they use and the way they've designed the entire layout, it's all. Especially
0: the latest update has come up with some of the yeah great. WordPress has
1: flexibility, but if you're hosting on WordPress.com, you cannot modify many of the design aspects. We are it's very restricted. But if you're self-hosting WordPress on your own domain and server, then you can customize WordPress to look even better than Medium.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, uh. If you're just a writer who doesn't know any, like, the back-end stuff and, like, designing stuff, it'll be tough for you to to use WordPress. In
1: that, it's not really tough, it is, but it is much more, uh, you know, easier to use Medium.
0: Yeah, it's complicated, not tough, yeah. So, that's one reason I wanted to, I I preferred uh, using uh, Medium.
1: Yeah, there is another, so, uh, um, CMS, which is very much similar to Medium, it's called Ghost. Uh, Okay which is a competitor to wordpress in fact oh so ghost is another cms but you need to have your own server and you need to have a paid version okay for that, okay yeah. okay yeah. it's not free at all hmm. the advantage another advantage of medium is that you can actually uh, map your own domain to medium and yeah, cre- yeah. create a kind of your own website kind of a thing which is not possible in wordpress.com unless you have wordpress downloaded and hosted on your own server
0: so there is no like publication kind of thing you have but there. for
1: that you have to pay around I think 18 to 20 dollars a year
0: a year wow yeah. okay i'd rather depends on year. different plans <laughs> as well
1: yeah uh, yeah so uh, another thing that i recently found um Creating these audiograms for podcasts, which is like a small preview into what your uh, podcast is gonna be, and hmm. it has this fancy uh, wave kind of things and yeah, all. Yeah, it out, actually right? looks very good. Yeah, it looks really uh, nice, nice and professional, right? So there are a couple of sites. There's one site called Get Audiogram, which hmm. is which is like a premium thing. You need to pay for the credits and stuff. But and there is another site which we'll link uh, in our show notes. Uh, this helps this creates little clips video clips with your audio uh, of your podcast advantage is that mostly on all the social medias videos get much more visibility than you know anything else even stuff. yeah so it's better to share a clip of your podcast mm. and then give a link to your entire podcast which will give it more visibility as so, well yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that is, I think that is pretty much, uh, you know, about the writing tools that yeah. we use. and uh, we have
0: covered almost like, I have covered almost all the yeah. tools I use. So, uh,
1: if you feel like writing, uh, for me, it is just a hobby. Whatever comes into my mind, I like to maintain a blog and just post it. But for you, it is more of a profession yeah. where you are maintaining your blog as your portfolio. So, um, for our listeners, if you are in- interested in just writing stuff, uh, just for the sake of it and you like writing you can go for it. But if you're looking at professionally uh, becoming a writer, it's better to have a real good uh, portfolio of your own, a blog where you post stuff and just use it as your resume.
0: Yeah. So it's it's basically it's worth checking out these tools because it'll only help you. I'm pretty sure I can guarantee you that. Yeah.
1: So hopefully this uh, episode was helpful in terms of getting you to start writing.